and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with you, back for another week talking about new metal, but a very special week, part of a very special month. It's New Movie Month. New Movie Month. Cinema. That's right. This whole month we are talking about the soundtracks that made up some new metal movies. We'll see how new metal these movies are, but we know these soundtracks. They got some new on them, baby. We and we're gonna be digging that. in. We're gonna dig all in this week to the soundtrack. I'm gonna read it straight from the front of the CD. Music from and inspired by the motion picture, The Scorpion King. And let me tell you, inspired by, not a lie. Not a lie. We're going to get all into that. Don't you worry. But before we do, it wouldn't be an app if we didn't talk about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting? Who is? You guys, last week, after four long years, Deftones returned with a new album. Whew. Oh, my. That's right. <laughs> ohms. Several ohms. <laughs> Several ohms. Ohms, the new Deftones record, is out. I've listened to it two times now as we record this, and I love it. It's great. The boys are back. I'm pretty sure I sent both of you texts that said the boys did it again. You certainly did to me. Mm-hmm. And I can, can, can confirm. Jenny, Matt, did either of you get a chance to listen to this record? Yes, I did. See, what happened was... <laughs> uh, I did not. I did not. Okay, Matt did not. But you said you did look at the vinyl online and consider buying it. I was at the Detroit Record Club, which is not in Detroit, um, oh. and they had ohms there on the indie gold vinyl. And if you know me and my vinyl tendencies, I like to buy the colored vinyl. Because they're smaller batches, which usually means better quality, and they keep the resale value longer. There you go. Jenny, what'd you think? I loved it. I thought it was killer. I gotta say, I didn't Christ Scout challenge it, but I did go on a walk with my sweet, sweet puppy, River. And we walked around, and normally where my walk would stop, I had about four tracks left. We kept going. I said, fuck it, River. We're finishing this record. He was like, okay, I'm going to pee on this fire hydrant like a stereotypical dog. (laughs) Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I can't wait till we get to it on the show in eight years. (laughs) Yes, it's it's a tremendous record. They really, I mean, uh, somebody uh, tweeted out, they said, my boy Terry Date made it sound great. I said, it's a Limp Biscuit lyric, but it's true here. Terry Date really did it. Everybody did it. I mean, also, the synth work on this record? Incredible. Hot the riffs. sensual work is what I'm hearing about. Listen, he's had four years of buildup. It's time to release. Mm. Time to release. <laughs> Gross, but hey. <laughs> Indeed. And uh, so Chino's been making the rounds. He's been doing some interviews. And he gave this quote, Jenny, 
because they were asking him to uh, give a list of songs in one of the interviews. And he was talking about how he listens to music. And then he's talking about how he doesn't stream. Yeah. He says, this is from the interviews. Moreno tells me that he cannot stream music when he's out and about because he's on a family plan with his wife and daughter and doesn't have unlimited data for listening to music. Noting that he has to really make an effort not to blast through my data, so I just try not to stream stuff. An incredible, relatable quote from Chino. And then fan of the show, friend of the show, Roach Rider for Life, Jeff Kelly, tweeted in and said, Wow, times are tough from sensual Chino to sensible Chino? Wow. There you have it. And uh, Chino also did another interview where they asked him about being embarrassed about liking new metal and he said don't be embarrassed for liking new metal even if it's dumb music just like what you like who cares wow i mean thank you i think if we've learned anything in the four years like what you like like what you like so thank you chino that felt like a cosign jenny recently somebody got 800 likes on facebook who was that Last I checked, that was us. What? Matt, Matt, we have 800 likes on Facebook. And you know what? People are talking about how Facebook is destroying the world. Facebook is responsible for all the problems out in the the world. And that is true. But we also have 800 likes on it. So thank you. Excuse (laughs) us while we toot our horn. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Oh, man. And uh, speaking about... I don't even know how this ties in, but we have a thing going on. Somebody asked me about it recently. They said, is the Twisted 2 Hundo still going? And I was like, Hundo uh, never dundo. Yeah. Never dundo. Never dundo. Twisted 2 Hundo. The Hundo never dundo. We get 200 reviews on iTunes, which I don't know if that's destroying the world or not. We'll find out later. But if anything, we get 200 reviews on iTunes. We will do an episode all about Twisted. We're creeping up because we got another new review. Jenny, this review... Yes. It's a great review. The review is simply bad name, pretty good podcast, four stars. (laughs) You know what? I'll take a pretty good. (laughs) That's when Lauren sent that to me. I said, I'll take it. Yeah. Appreciate it. Fender 1320. Thank you very much. I don't know if I could have described our podcast better myself. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're always sitting there like, well, every week we listen to an album three times, and Matt's never heard it, and we go through, and we talk about riffs, and there's Charles Mansion. But really, bad name, pretty good podcast. That frees up time. You got time for dessert now. <laughs> there you go. Thanks for doing the work, Fender. Thank you, Fender. We have to talk about some sad news. Sad. News. I mean, I wasn't <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, Matt. Yes. You, were, you were looking at me like, do do the voice thing, Matt. Yes. Yes, Sick. Matt. Boo hoo. No, I, I don't like, even know this I like the yet. abrupt sad news <laughs> <laughs> that will, I promise you, the next time I hear something sad, which probably won't be too long because of the world. Um, that is what I'm going to think of, and it will bring joy to my heart, just, so thank you. Just a pregnant pause, and sad news. <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> and news said with a lot of self-doubt. Uh-huh. Mm. Yes. So the news itself is that Burton Seabell 
has announced that he is exiting Fear Factory after many, many years. He will continue with his project, Ascension of the Watchers. Uh, but he wrote an article up on his WordPress account. Shouts to him. Still rocking the WordPress. <laughs> and basically, I'll just read the excerpts here that Loudwire provided. Bell calls out the dishonest representations and unfounded accusations of past and present band members, adding that it is a toxic drama I choose not to be a part of. Yikes. And reading through this, I came out with really one thing, and that Burton is practicing self-care, because it sounds like all of this has been incredibly stressful for him. This is, in, I mean, I don't think anyone would argue, all, up to this point, his life's work, being the lead singer of Fear Factory, an iconic and important band who have many a ripper in their catalog. But at a certain point, you have to weigh it out. Is this stress worth what I'm putting myself through for this project? And he decided, no, I got to step away. And you got to respect that, you know, as opposed to trying to pull himself through it and being mad at everybody that weighs down on you. So I think uh, I, I see this as a healthy move. Is it sad that we're not going to get burton fronted fear factory anymore it is maybe one day thing you can patch it up stranger things have happened but i i applaud this decision because it seems like it's the right decision for burton and burton has to take care of burton he's got it hey. good on you burton we uh also got to talk about jenny who's emailing who's emailing who is i'll tell you daniel jackson sent us an email and he says Yo, I got a band y'all should check out. The Ernie's. Their biggest hit, Here and Now, was on the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 track. I think they were a former ska band, but they're definitely doing some rap rock on this album. So I know Here and Now, because I'm a Tony Hawk fiend once again, back in it. I've lost all my skills, but I'm trying to learn them again. But I'm real bad at Tony Hawk right now. Yeah, when he said the Ernie's, I was like, that's ska, right? But... I did a little skim, and it, it seems like, yeah, they've got a little bit of rap rock, perhaps a little bit of new going on in there. So I figure throw the Ernie's on the long list. We can Why do not? that. Why not? Why not? And uh, earlier this summer, we did an episode all about Drain STH, and we got some feedback. Yes, we did. Brianna Wolf says, I'm from the Midwest. I'll never stop saying sorry. Also, being from the Midwest, I'm pretty sure every dating app is actually hooked and horny. So many dudes holding fish. <laughs> I forgot about hooked and horny. <laughs> hooked and horny. Uh, and Jax Lawson says, uh, my friend tried dating on Farmers Only because she thought it would be fun to ride horses on a date and said, if you want to see a lot of guys posing with dead animals, Farmers Only is the place to go. She's a gift. Yeah. You gotta know if your man can kill. <laughs> be it a fish or a hooved creature. Your man or... gotta be able to put something down. Yeah. So you know they can put something down if you know what I mean. If I know what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't even let Mitch look at me until he proved that he could kill. 
<laughs> we had a really intense first date. <laughs> I remember. I was like, Jenny, I think Mitch likes you. And she's like, does he ever have blood in his hands? I was like, well, let me go we're ask going him. To Thunderdome. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, I like what? brought a, the, an animal up to him and I was like, kill this animal. He was like, whoa, hey, what? Why? This is and, too heavy for me. But yeah, also, now. I'm kind of into it. Like, no one's ever asked me to do that before. I said I was going to try new things, and here we are. <laughs> here you are. <laughs> uh, uh. Radinsky Manesh says, bro, that riff sounds nothing like sad but true. You just triggered me back to when you said all the riffs sound the same on the first Korn album. Where did you get your new metal degree from? Trump University? Hashtag not my dean. Shots <laughs> fired, dean and new metal. Wow. 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 <laughs> Ah, Radinsky really coming for me with this one. Uh, You know what? All I'm gonna say is, I stand by everything, and my accreditation is the streets. (laughs) Cannot be revoked. My accreditation is the streets. Is the streets? Fucking god. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Nothing more. No, street than saying my accreditation is the <laughs> streets. The streets. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for that. Jeffrey Thomas says it happened again. I awakened to find the coach has covered one of my absolute favorites from back in the day, Skin Lab, One Minute Silence, and now this amazing album. The same day I was first exposed to Slipknot and Static X, the day I attended the OzFest 1999, I got to see and meet these awesome women. I was entranced, and they were super nice in their meet-and-greet tent to what was no doubt an awkward and geeky 16-year-old me. I remember telling the bassist Anna I was learning and was going to play along to the CD, so she spent a few minutes writing down what tuning she was using where on uh, on the back of the autograph sheet. She could have just nodded her head. Really cool she took the time for that. I like the first album even better than this, but it's even less new, more of a slow, trudging doom metal mixed with grunge. But no complaints here. Roach Coach, you've once again made my rock and roll dreams come true. Thank you. Uh, Mike Palladino says Blind should be the national anthem. Indeed, there was that question, what new metal, what the new metal national anthem should be. And Alex weighed in, and he said, I'll stand for break stuff. The people's new metal anthem. And that's what I said. I really think you drop that riff. Darn it. If you are in line for food, if you are waiting to use the bathroom, you hear that riff, you're like, I got to get I gotta get to the anthem. I'll be back. I'll be back. Can I tell you that we are in this weird point of nostalgia where now there are a whole bunch of YouTube react videos to like break stuff and in together now? Wow. It's, it's, it's crazy to think, yeah, that, that we're at that point when it feels like those were ubiquitous videos that you couldn't get away from i feel like i saw the end together now video like every day for like two years i probably did yeah i probably did well that's it for who's tweeting keep on saying hello online facebook twitter instagram we're on all of those send us an email roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com and now it is time for our album of the week new movie month continues we are talking about the music from and inspired by the motion picture, The Scorpion King. Jenny, when did this album come out? This soundtrack was released on March 26th, 2002. Come down. It's a come down soundtrack. Jenny, when was the movie, The Scorpion King, released? 
Uh, the Scorpion King was released on April 19th, 2002. Jenny, we'll start with you. History with the Scorpion King soundtrack and movie. So the soundtrack, I don't have any history with. Um, there are some songs on here that either we've talked about already over the course of doing this show, or there's one specific song that was really just on the radio all the time. The movie itself, uh, I remember when it came out, I remember thinking it was really funny that The Rock was in a movie. Uh, this was my the end of my senior year of high school. So I never did go see it. And in fact, I didn't watch it until we watched it for the show. But I'll have you know, I watched it on my birthday. That's right, Jenny. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. I wasn't yes. fishing. I was just, Sweet Mitchell was texting a good friend of ours named BJ, who also happens to listen to the show. And he said, what are you doing for Jenny's birthday? And he said, well, we're watching the Scorpion King. And BJ said, oh my God, it's happening. So, <laughs> And Mitch had no idea what he was so excited about. Um, so hello, BJ. And also... <laughs> A little spoiler got out into the world. Uh, but that's my history. I really like never quite gave it a second thought. I knew it was somewhere in the mummy. That was a mummy movie, but I wasn't really sure how it was related. I never got into those movies either. So it's just sort of a thing that I knew existed, but not a lot of history with it. How about you, Lauren? So I had never seen The Scorpion King before watching it for the show. And I had skipped it for, I feel like, in retrospect, reasons that don't make any sense for me, because it's a nonstop action movie starring The Rock, which is something that I would totally seek out now. And at the time, though, I remember I saw The Mummy Returns, which features The Rock in like a two-second scene, and then he's just like a CGI scorpion monster the rest of the movie. And I, I guess I was just like, I don't care about this guy. I wasn't a wrestling fan at the time, so... It really didn't mean anything that The Rock was going to be in a movie. The soundtrack, I was familiar. Like Jenny said, one of these songs played ad nauseum on the radio. So I was very familiar with that. But otherwise, yeah, I'd never really heard the soundtrack. And so, yeah, watching the movie was a brand new experience. Matt, history with the Scorpion King. So I was a big Mummy fan. I really loved the Mummy remakes. Mummy, Mummy Returns very enjoyable movies but i too like you lauren was mummied out by the time the scorpion king came out and i also was not a wrestling fan so a movie with the rock after the terrible cgi of the scorpion king and the mummy returns yeah i i, I wasn't up on it and the soundtrack skated on by these years yeah so all of us were, were fresh to the Scorpion King going in. Uh, Jenny, you watched it on your birthday. I watched it, I believe I watched it the day after you did. Oh, no. Did I watch it on your birthday? We were texting about it. Because you texted me, hot open. <laughs> Which <laughs> was true. Yeah. This, we'll talk. Well, Jenny, Let's. we did it last week. Can you give us a quick summary of the Scorpion King? Sure. So... There's this dude named Matthias. He is part of a race of people who have been mostly wiped out, but they're assassins. Think Dothraki. That's the vibe. And there's this piece of shit king who's got this sorcerer who keeps telling him, you know, if he's going to win battles and stuff. And all these other kings are like, yo, look, like 
we're not into this. We got to, if we can kill the sorcerer, then we'll be good. He's like, all right, I can do it, but you got to pay me in like these rubies or something. So he gets a bunch of rubies. He goes to kill the sorcerer. The sorcerer is like, nah, it's not with the gods aren't with that today. And he's like, huh? And he's like, you've been deceived. And then Peter Facinelli shows up and is like a piece of shit. And can't remember the other actor's name. Who's like, the the betrayer oh Stephen Brand whoever that is his Mem-nun. name is Memnon Memnon and uh, and he sucks and they're like uh uh-uh. uh and then all this stuff happens and eventually the Rock wins that's it that's she nailed it once again perfect <laughs> nonstop summary. action great yeah. acting by a camel excellent camel acting gotta say that. Also, I'm just going to say it. I've seen a lot of movies with The Rock in them. This might be one of the best ones. Not in Fast and Furious. Take okay, out, I was going to ask. Take, okay, no, no, no. Yeah, take out Fast 5 through 7. Okay. This thing, I put this over. Because this thing gets exactly what you want from The Rock. I want him to be constantly moving, constantly hurting people, constantly sort of joking. But I don't need him to be doing normal people things i need to him to be doing things that i cannot imagine in the trivia at one point the director said we'd love to see it if you could basically do like a back handspring from the ground up and the rocks like sure and he did it and he said it was insane to see a six foot three man do it in one move and that's the thing show me the rock doing things i cannot believe if you've got the rock sitting down eating a sandwich no get that out of here i don't want it i want the rock being insane okay and that's this movie gives me that this movie gives the rock i think how many times do they fall out of a building and not die like at one point he gets he falls off a building and falls through a window and they push two people after him which doesn't make any sense those two people hit other parts of the roof die the rock falls farther but is fine and i remember thinking that's the stuff that's the stuff right there more of that yeah i was shocked at how much i actually loved this movie i was like this is exactly what i want from this movie it gave me no more and no less it's and also it's like is it 90 minutes? 98 minutes? Yeah, it's, it's a, just, it's a little over 90 minutes. It clips. Oh, yeah. How could it not? At one point, I, I believe there are swords on fire. Mm-hmm. A- and I was like, yep, you did it. Swords on fire. There are fire ants. The rock eats those ants. The, he kills an ant with his chin. Yes. Yes, he does. He does. He does that. He does. It's it's an, an incredible performance. When you watch it and realize this is like the first The Rock movie, it, it really, he kind of could only go down a little bit before he went back up because this is a this is a stronger start that I could ever have imagined. Also, he has some scenes with the late great Michael Clark Duncan in which they were fighting and The Rock accidentally hit him in the face, knocking him down. And I believe unconscious because The Rock just doesn't know his own strength. 
Wait, like in real life? Yeah, in real life. Yeah, he hit oh. him in the face and knocked him out. <laughs> oh, no, I was like, well, yeah, in the movie. He also accidentally scimitared someone on set. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> now, 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 so there is... Would somebody that, that be honest with me. Someone I'm sorry. be honest with me here. <laughs> okay, so he did actually hit him in the face and knock him out for a second. Okay, but that he didn't... What is a scimitar? I don't know. It's a sword. Guys. It's okay. a sword. So it, yeah, j- Matt is saying that he killed somebody. I'm saying he just knocked him out. Uh, okay. All okay. I'm All saying right. is he I'm didn't bad. have that <laughs> good a control on that rolling table, and it did roll over some <laughs> real people. So, Matt, did you watch The Scorpion King then? So here's the deal. I am doing a classic Matt Noss move. Of watching a few YouTube clips and okay. pretending that I've seen this. There it is. Okay, I was like not gonna even ask you if you watched it because I understand that you have like a life and obligations. But I was like, dang, Matt. <laughs> but I think you're seeing the important parts. It sounds like I've watched Kelly like... Who get out of a bath. Yeah, and it, I yep. really feel like that's an integral part of this film. Kelly Huge. Who. Yeah. So, Lauren, I know last time we had some disagreements over the vibe. Mm -hmm. There was a vibe. There is a vibe from not minute one, second one. She sees The Rock. She sees Matthias. And it's on. Like, she's literally, like, looking at him like, you can see that she's been thinking about, how can I get away from Memnon for years, I'm assuming. She's like, oh, I gotta yeah. get away from this guy. This guy sucks. I don't like him. He's annoying. I'm helping him, I guess, but I'm just, I'm tired of this. And then The Rock rolls in, and he's there to kill her. And she's like, mm, not today. Not today. But also, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Memnon, even the name is just utterly unfuckable you know right he's terrible now my favorite part of this movie (laughs) yes my favorite part of this whole movie we're watching it and so the sorcerer she she's able to see into the future and she's able to say like whether or not memnon will win these battles but he talks about after he wins this final battle, like they can be together. She can be his queen and they can like finally like do it. I forget how they said it, but like she was like, well, you know, if we have sex then I lose my ability to see, I lose my vision. I lose all my powers. And he's like, well, I won't need your powers anymore then. And I looked at Mitch and I said, I hope she's making that up. So he never tries to fuck her. And I was like, it would be amazing if that was like just made up. Like, oh, well, if you bone me, I don't have powers anymore. So he'll just stay away. Then the spoiler later in the movie, she and the rock do hook up and she still got her powers because they did make it up. And I was like, yes, that's amazing. This movie rules. I love this movie. (laughs) Yeah, and even the way it's handled, because The Rock says at the end, he's like, didn't you lose your power? She's like, no, made that shit up. I, man, I can't even tell you when that happened. I was just like, I sat back and slouched down in satisfaction. I was like, that's sweet. That's a sweet twist. So a little bit of trivia about this movie. The Rock was kind of doing uh, some big sell on it, and he 
He initially told people that the fire ant scene was real with real fire ants. But then in the bonus features, it shows that they are all CGI. They're pretty obviously CGI. I guess it was a different time. It was. People were like, maybe. And uh, But then this is one. Jenny, tell me what you think if this is true or somebody is pulling our legs. During the sword fight between Balthazar and Matthias, the swords break. And Michael Clark Duncan and Dwayne Johnson turn their heads away from the shards. In the special features, Johnson confesses that the swords actually broke and the very sharp shards could have hurt them. They chose to keep it in and improvised. Hmm. I don't I don't know if I'd buy that one. Do you know how much a movie fucking costs? <laughs> that they're just gonna let them improvise. <laughs> That they're going to be like, oh, man, let's give them swords that break that have shards in them. No. No. No way. Yeah. All right. There you have it. Also, another interesting fact that didn't even occur to me, Jenny, and this is kind of what makes makes the Scorpion King perhaps a little darker. So there is a, a young street urchin who initially robs the Scorpion King, but then after the Scorpion King catches him, he becomes an ally. Classic. But this kid is then caught by Memnon's guards, and they're going to cut off his hand for stealing. That's the price of stealing. That's right. So Matthias shoots a bunch of arrows, stopping the hand cutting from happening. But according to the trivia on imdb.com, it says that while he prevented Memnon's men from cutting off the hand of the street urchin, he only delays the maiming, and in every following scene with the boy, his right hand is never seen again. Really? Sad. I was like, I news. Would, <laughs> that is sad truly, news. truly sad. But it did make me want to go back and be like, I gotta watch the Scorpion King again. I gotta catch this. This you really can't see. The, I didn't even notice. It'll take you no time. It's it true. clips. It, it clips. clips. It clips. Ninety-eight minutes sweeping through your brain. Absolutely, check that out, Jenny. I know we got some genre tags for this soundtrack. Yes, we do. New metal and alternative metal. There you have it. According to the Wikipedia. This is uh, filled with various bands performing either previously released tracks or B-sides. This album, Certified Gold. So we got a gold record here. A different time. A different time. When the Scorpion King signing track could just fly off the shelves, no problem at all. You know, I, uh, I big thrifted this, but for some reason I cannot find how much I paid for it. But re- Oh! I know how much I paid for it, Jenny, because I texted you in excitement. This caught me, cost me a sweet 99 cents. 99 cents. Wow. That's a true deal. <laughs> Couldn't be happier for you, Warren. Couldn't Thank be you. happier for Funny. you. Thank you. That is the sweetest big thrift. It's very nice. Very nice. 99 cents. Super happy about that big thrift. We should really quick just talking about the movie once more. It was reviewed. Once again, we talked about them last week. The late, great Roger Ebert. Uh, His website, rogerebert.com, has all of his old reviews. But for some reason, and I know this because I'm a psychopath, the star rating on this is incorrect. They listed as three stars, but I know that old Raj gave it two and a half. All Mm. right. 
I know he hedged his bets a little bit. But through most of the review, he very much enjoys it. He has a good old time. He says, Special effects send Matthias and others catapulting into harems, falling from castle walls and narrowly missing death by fire, scorpion, poisonous cobra, swordplay, arrows, explosion, and being buried up to the neck in sand near colonies of fire ants. And that's not even counting the Valley of the Death, which inspires this Neo-Memedian dialogue. No one goes to the Valley of the Death. That's why it's called the Valley of the Death. Of all the special... Now, and then, Roger, let me tell you, Jenny, you often talk about being horny on the main. But people don't talk about the fact that Roger Ebert, writer of Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, and a close personal friend of Russ Meyer, a man also known for being horny on the main, Check out this next part of the review. Of all the special effects in the movie, the most impressive are the ones that keep the breasts of the many nubile maidens covered to within one centimeter of the PG-13 guidelines. Kelly Hugh, a beautiful woman who looks as if she's trying to remember the good things her agent told her would happen if she took this role, has especially clever long flowing hair, which cascades down over her breasts instead of up over her head, even when she is descending a waterfall. He's on titty watch, just like Lawrence. <laughs> I got to say, you got to be on that titty watch. Listen, if you're not on titty watch, then them titties ain't being watched, all right? Yep, that's the new neighborhood sign. <laughs> Why film him if he ain't going to watch him, baby? That's right. I'm just teasing you, Lauren. I'm just oh, it's teasing fine. you. It's fine. Yeah, so Roger Ebert enjoyed this one, even though he... At the end, he says, did I enjoy this movie? Yeah, I did, although not quite enough to recommend it. He felt it was tries too hard to be hyper and not hard enough to be clever. It is what it is, though, and pretty good at it. There you go. Guys, as, as, as we've said, though, this movie, Eclipse. Eclipse, Eclipse, Eclipse. But one thing we should point out, before we dive into the soundtrack, these songs are not in it. <laughs> no, up top, you get a couple hints of new. Like, there, I was... Actually, like, thinking that there would be a whole lot of new metal in it. Because, like, I think the first maybe 20 minutes or so, you get some chug. Some you get good, some yeah, new some, metal some vibes. But then, yeah, later in the movie, it's all score. And, uh, yeah, you don't get any of, the, uh, any of the songs from the soundtrack until the closing credits. In which I think you get maybe two or three at that. So, this really, truly is music inspired by. And we will get into some of these lyrics to see how they may have been inspired by this film so if we're ready i think it's time to dive in all right let's do it the first track on the music from the scorpion king is i stand alone by godsmack
Matt, you mm-hmm. have you've long been a vocal critic of one Sully Erna of Godsmack. But when I heard this song, I said, Man, Matt is not gonna change his tune. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> Godsmack got a Godsmack. But I gotta tell you, when this song came out back in 2002 i was just a young pup you know i i was not on board with it i was like not not here for it but i gotta tell you you guys i think this might be a fucking new metal classic right here this 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 riff is huge it's it feels primed it it's inspired we're gonna get these lyrics I felt this thing. I was like, man, this thing kicks it off. And then after you watch The Scorpion King, which I don't know if we've mentioned, this movie, it clips. clips. It is just moving along. So you get to the end. You're still full of energy. It has not worn you out. If anything, it's made you more excited. It wants you to watch, like, I don't know, The Scorpion King 2 or something like that. And then this riff kicks in as The Rock shoves his entire tongue down Kelly Hughes' mouth. You're like, yes. Even though at that point you're like he doesn't stand alone anymore. He is, he's now he's with Kelly Yu. It's very nice. Spoiler alert for the end of the Scorpion King. So I was I wrote in my notes. I am charmed by this song. I'm charmed. Jenny, thoughts on I Stand Alone? Uh not charmed. I'll tell you. That. <laughs> <laughs> um oh, this... Matt's blowing kisses. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't feeling this song. This like I guess like I remember the song being around. I wasn't super familiar with it until I was watching it. The movie was Sweet Mitchell and this came on and Mitchell's like, "Oh god, I remember this song was on all the time on the banana." Ooh. Uh yeah. I don't know. I mean, I agree it is a huge riff and I get it and like it makes sense that it was a hit, but I don't particularly care for it. It's very much in that new butt zone for me. It's right in there. It's the crack is. Yes. <laughs> it's firmly in the crack. I'm making um, a crack, crack shape with my hands. Yeah, I mean, th- it's crazy. But I was just like, man, th- this is, this is honestly, like, this is what I want Sully to be doing all the time. Like, this took me back to, like, Godsmack album one, which was much more my speed. So I, I, uh, I was into that. Plus, so Sully actually sat down. They showed him the Scorpion King, and they were like, "Can you, can you get a song out of this?" And he's like, "I'll give you a goddamn song." And you get into these lyrics, man. We are talking about the movie. We're talking about this one line: "You're always hiding behind your so-called goddess, so what you don't think that we can see your face." He's talking about Memnon. He's talking about Memnon. He's talk, he talks about the when uh, he gets poisoned and the the, uh, the goddess brings him at, or the the priestess or witch or whatever brings the rock back to life, and also you know Matthias is standing alone because all of his people are dead, including his brother. Ah, oh, very sad, very sad. What's what is the thing they say to each other? What's the uh, line? It's 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 a line they say it like. Live, Seven time. live something, die well, something like that. Hold on, let's go to let's let's go. Let me find it. Let me find. I'm sure it's in quotes. <laughs> you didn't want go- my vague 
Live <laughs> something, die. Live, well. live and die, and you know, yeah. live free, die well. Oh, right. Because I kept thinking, live free, die hard. I will say, as much as I did not like the song, the video for the song. <laughs> he did it again. <laughs> this video he did it again. Seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars to make. You can see every penny on the screen. Oh my god! It's honestly like. It's insane. They go right to Egypt. They fight with little skeleton people, which I can only think of as bonies since I watched I Think You Should Leave. So that gave me an extra special chuckle. I don't know. Were those like skeleton things in the mummy or something? Like I, I think that might have been a mummy thing or just a general nod to just... Skeletons, skeletons, fighting, in, fighting skeletons. Yeah, skeletons with swords, very hurt. Some you know, primal rage, shit, whatever. Well, I was, I, I think, a killer instinct. I think as the, oh, the skeleton yeah, with yeah. the sword. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I don't know anything uh, about video games, guys. But I love the fact that at the very top, it's got Sully on his Harley, just driving across the desert. He pulls off to the side of the road. A scorpion crawls up his bike. And stings his hand. A scorpion. When I was growing up as a little kid, I got to tell you, there was nothing more frightening than a scorpion. Forget spiders, man. A scorpion? That'll kill you, man. I don't know how many movies I saw as a kid. It was like a scorpion? One one sting of the scorpion, and you're dead. Mm -hmm. So this scorpion stings Sully. Jenny... How not annoyed is Sully from getting stung by a scorpion? He reacts less than Wanda in Spawn when there's a demon coming out of her fireplace. He is like, ah, oh, what was that? No. And and then I can only assume that the rest of the video is is hallucination from the poison. I mean, if anything, there probably should be like a cut to reality. Because in the video, he goes, he's climbing, he's running into more scorpions, he runs into the skeletons, then he goes in, runs into more scorpions that form the rock, who throw him the sword from the movie, Sully catches it, swings it around, and that's the video. But I feel like if they were then smash cut to where he actually is, which is probably like lying by the side of the road, <laughs> dying from exposure and poison... I loved it. I think it's, Jenny, new metal junk drawer. It's got to go in. Totally. No oh. argument from me. Oh, this video. Toss it what? in there. The video is oh. truly, watch the I standalone video. If you're like, I can't commit to the Scorpion King, then at least give yourself this amuse-bouche. You'll find mm. yourself <laughs> renting the Scorpion King after you watch this video. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. So songmeanings.com, I don't want to blow any minds here, 101 comments for this song. Uh, people are very hot about this. There's lots of fighting, lots of anger in these comments. People are very upset about people trying to say that the song is about anything but the Scorpion King. It's a, it's a constant point of contention. People are also very upset if anyone swears. People are swearing in the comments. People get very mad about that. But then we also get a couple classic lines. Uh, we get this comment from Rib2004 who said, This is just another great song by a great band. Godsmack rocks. And whoever really think this song sucks must not be into real music. Matt, hmm. 
I think you just got got. Same I feel with fine. me. Same with me. I feel fine. I'm doing uh, good. Oh, okay. So Matt feels that it's not a got him. But then on page three of the comments, I dug deep. I was like, there's got to be more gold in the hills. I found this comment from Crony85, who said, I thought this was a site for posting song memes. Meanies. That's a gotta. Not <laughs> likes or dislikes of songs, but I guess the majority of people are just consumers and don't think what the message the artists are actually sending. Open your ears and your eyes, people. I mean. Let me tell you. Uh, nothing you hate more than people not using the site for what it's worth, and then the people that are there being sheeple. It's the worst. Just and posers? Oh, don't get me started on posers. I don't got time. All right. Let's do it, Jenny. All right. Up next, we've got Set It Off, the Tweaker Remix. P-O-D. <laughs> Just me and she coming in with the freestyle. Just watching a girl. Just watch her wild. Whoa, Whoa Charles. Charles. Does Charles. she know you're watching? Is she cool with that? Charles, are you? Don't do an unsolicited titty watch, okay? All right. Just wondering how those boobs are staying in the cause. Yeah. It's, it Charles, has become my number one cause. Did you say what? they're in the gauze? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Charles, this woman Charles. is recovering. You need to stop. No, uh, no, no, I was watching the Scorpion King, and all the girls had the gauze covering their breasts. And I, I mean, uh, Uncle Lauren was telling me. Oh, boy. Don't listen to Uncle Lauren. Don't listen matters. to me, young man. <laughs> listen, for one, I'm surprised that you were able to rent this at your basement blockbuster video. I know it's a PG-13, but I think you might not be old enough for the Scorpion King. I'm 15 show. years old. <laughs> I, no. I stand by this. I don't know if Charles is old enough. I'm just going to say it. But at the same time, though, Charles, you got to admit, this movie clips. Oh, 98 minutes of a dream. <laughs> all right. There, well, there you go. as long as we're all aligned on that, I think. <laughs> I think we are. Jenny, who's the tweaker who's remixing this thing? Oh, God. I don't 
I didn't even look at who the tweaker is. I don't know if it says it on there. I had to dig around. The 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 person who is giving us the tweaker remix is one Chris Vrenna. Oh, of Nine Inch Nails fame. Indeed. Okay. So I got to say, this remix did not make a lot of sense to me. It felt like he had the stems and he just took stuff out and didn't replace them with anything. So you just had a lot more empty space, which... Is that good for a tweaker? I don't know. I don't know what tweakers have to do with the Scorpion King. I don't know. Maybe the ants. I think if I had to nominate anything from Scorpion King to be a tweaker, it would be the ants. Or the guy, the 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 uh, comedic sidekick. He's kind yeah. of tweaking out. He's tweaking out a little bit. I could see that. This song, I believe, already in the canon, right? This was on satellite. Yeah, on satellite. That's right. Yes. So, hey. I wasn't bummed to listen to that again. This is a great song. Great. Great work. All right. I think we're ready for the next one. Let's do it. Up next, we've got Break You by Drowning Pool. If you can go to 228 for the section I call the break you phaser. 228. All right, here it comes. (laughs) Jenny. I gotta say, it's not in the movie, but this perfect tie-in. Yeah, I mean, I think the one thing I did notice about the soundtrack is all the songs. I'm like, totally can see it. (laughs) I can see it fitting with the film. Matthias is going to break you. He's going to break you in half. He's either going to shoot you with an arrow. He's going to chop you up with a sword. He's going to punch you until you die. He's gonna. He's he's got a bunch of things that you know. At one point, the uh, the Kelly Hugh gets a vision of him getting shot in the back with an arrow and dying, and she's like, "You cannot go on this mission. You can get shot in with an arrow, and it's gonna be it for you." And he ends up going, and he does get shot with the arrow, but then he just like pulls it out and <laughs> keeps going. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, she should have followed through on her vision. Just kept watching. Keep watching. <laughs> Turns out he's going to be fine. Uh, the guy, the guy's unstoppable. He truly is. I thought this was great. This took me back. This is Dave, uh, original lineup, drowning pool. I thought this was great. This is exactly, you know, you could have, you could have put this one on center. Would have, would have fit right in. I thought it was great. 
Matt, thoughts on Break You? Yeah, classic drowning pool, doing it. Yeah, I liked it. Jenny, songmeanings.com. We've mm. got we've got three different takes on what this song could mean. I feel like all three worth a discussion. Which one do you want to start with? I mean, let's just go in order. XX Roses for the Redhead or for the Dead XX says, I have no fucking idea what the song means, but it's bloody powerful. He sounds like he's about to kill someone and he's talking to them in an insane, mocking sort of voice, telling them what he's been through, especially in the last of the break use. Like he's playing a sort of freaky hide and seek game with them. Oh, and it's explanation for the things I do. No, but I'm constantly grinning. Hmm. So mm. saw type deal. Saw deal. Okay. Ragamuffin sixteen says, "Haha! What a mocking song." He seems self assured, cocky, and arrogant. Whoever this is aimed at, I'm thinking more than one person. It could rip their meaning to shreds or totally change their priorities because whatever ones they had the singer makes them sound pointless and they should be punished for it ha ha i really have no idea what the song is about i just love it though it's like fuck you in song form ha ha wow and that was maybe one of that the was my mom who made that comment yes. yeah oh oh Yes, and finally, X Stone X Sour X says, my own personal take on this song, sex. He's talking about fighting the pain and all that, and Break You is pretty self-explanatory. At first, this was a joke I heard this song, but I think it's actually what it's about. It's kick-ass anyway, though. So no one knows. (laughs) No one knows. Also, what type of sex is X Stone X Sour X having? Mm. not any sex that i want to know more about no no sounds there's there's a lot he's, he's talking about fighting the pain and all that it, please expand on all that or don't hey. but fighting it bro fighting that pain he's fighting the pain fighting and the all pain. that and all that how'd it go with sarah last night oh i'm fighting the pain and all and, that and oh, all, and all that. that oh Tell me about it. <laughs> We're all dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Fighting the pain and all that. And all that. Oh, man. All right. I think we're ready for the next song. All right. Up next, we've got Streamline by System of a Down.
Jeez, guys, settle your fucking differences, figure out who gets paid what, and make more music. <laughs> Matt, do not uh, hijack the show for another system of a down. Intervention. Intervention. Here I am, Serge, let's sit down. Darren, you're here. The other guy, Shavo. Shavo's here. And then the, the drummer. John, who's... John. John. Please put down the Trump banner. Let's sit down as friends. Hey, hey, Matt, I think I've got to tell you when you verbalize it like that, I don't think it's gonna work. <laughs> Things yeah. seem worse when you say it like that. For one, that's four big personalities. I'm sorry, that's three big big personalities in Chavo in one room. It's gonna be, it's gonna be intense. It's gonna be intense. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen. I think that's just what gonna... makes good music sometimes. Yeah, but I get once again, Matt. I'm going to say it. Why is there not more System of a Down albums? Because Surge practicing self care. There you I go. Get it. I get it. There we go. I just get think, it. think about it. Darren's over there, and he's like, "I got this idea, and I don't want to hear anything from you." And he's like, "Fuck it, I'm going home." I'm going home. I'm going to write a song for the Godzilla soundtrack where they don't give me any notes, which is true. Look up the song that Surge did for the Godzilla soundtrack. It is dumb. Uh, <laughs> we we should have done the Godzilla soundtrack. Oh, man. Just for Come With Me. Oh, guys, I picked up um, Jimmy Urine of Mindless Self-Indulgence and Surge's album that they did for Record Store Day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey. Nobody said no. It was all about practicing self-care. Him and Jimmy were just high-fiving and making eye contact and feeling great the whole time. So don't even worry. Uh, this song, uh, we've heard on the song album before. We've heard this on the show before, I should say. It was uh, the last song on Steal This Album. And once again, though, I think, Jenny, you can agree, this ties in well to the movie. You listen to this song. I wasn't there for you. Didn't get to say goodbye. All I could think about is Matthias seeing his brother die. And I wrote in my notes, live free, die well. Mm. See, you had it in your notes the whole time. I should have just looked down you a line. Looked in your notes. <laughs> Songmeetings.com, we do have some comments. One Scorpion King related comment I'd like to I'd like to bring up. Harbinger says, the song is great. I have it stuck in my head. In fact, I'm reasonably impressed with most of the songs on the Scorpion King soundtrack. Even if it was a stupid movie. Harbinger. Harbinger. Watch your mouth. How dare you say that about a movie that fucking clips. It clips. I mean, it just fucking clips. Anytime you think, is this movie, this movie's going to stop clipping? It keeps on clipping. Just keeps on moving. Like Roger Ebert pointed out, it doesn't even stop for boobs. It's like covering the boobs. Let's keep it moving. It's clipping. I will let you know. I set the record straight. I did respond to Harbinger's comment that they made on May 11th, 2002. <laughs> and I did say, but you have to admit the movie clips. <laughs> so hopefully they see that and we can discuss it. Absolutely. All right. I mean, <laughs> we're about I to do we're about uh, to do a couple things here. Yeah, a couple things about to happen. This is this is a first. Yes, I honestly never thought this would happen, but I guess it was due to happen at some point. Yes, and and now is the time. It's time to whom it may concern by Creed. 
What? Yep, Matt. Yep, yep. Just yeah. damn it. Creed. We don't have to listen to a chorus. It's, that was 48 seconds of Creed. I think that's enough. Matt, Jenny and I listened to this song three times. Oh, I'm yeah. aware. So, well, I made it 48 song, seconds, so you are fine. better people than me. That's okay. This song, of course, was on Human Clay. Is there... Now, I know that we started this show off by reading a review of ours that said bad name pretty good podcast but i gotta say to whom it may concern and human clay both are pretty bad fucking names for things uh i gotta tell you listening to this song this was the first time in my life that i have willingly listened to a creed song like i purposely was like i'm now going to listen to a song by creed every other time i've ever heard creed in my life was inflicted on me either by someone else being in control of the music or the radio or just being somewhere and i couldn't turn it off and you spend so much time with something like that a band that you just you're hearing bits and pieces and you know you don't like it and you sometimes think like you know what i've just been dissing this band from snippets and then in this moment you sit down and you find out that all of your long held prejudices that you've held against this band <laughs> are correct you weren't wrong you were never wrong in your decision to not listen to this band this is honestly this is exactly like all their other ones i mean he's yarlin the riff is weak it does eventually kick in i know it seems kind of soft at the beginning it, it, it sort of they're just not good. And it is shocking. I, I dipped into the wiki, man. Human Clay is like one of the best-selling albums ever. Do you I guys rep- remember what the Human Clay album cover looks like? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Listeners, do yourself a favor if you don't. I mean, or do you, I don't know if it would be a favor. That might be strong, but look it up. It's bad. Honestly, like. It's. Well, so it's bad. very the mummy. I think we could all say it's very the mummy. It's very the mummy. You know what? It's a good point. Maybe that's how they got on the soundtrack. Because I was trying to figure out how this song tied into the movie. And honestly, the best I could come up with is that this song is Mamum. Or oh, I can't even say his name now. What, how's his name? Mamum? Memna. Memna. Mamum. Sure. Mamum. Yeah. Mamum now. Mamum. <laughs> This that's the best I could come up with. That this was maybe there was uh, a subplot where he realized he was being too mean to the sorceress, and he was like, "I'm, I'm sorry." He's like, "I didn't mean to yell, but I get beside myself." 
man, just, yeah, this song just... The thing that really got me about this song is that it just stinks without being the worst thing I've ever heard. Like, it just is, like, straight up just no good. But, like, is it the worst thing I've ever heard? No. But it's no good. Just bad. I will say, though, as bad as the Human Clay album cover is, the cover to Weathered, the follow-up album by Creed, gotta be Hall of Fame, one of the worst album covers I've ever seen. It's a tree with all of their faces badly superimposed on it. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah. Right. Holy shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that one. What oh. are they doing? See, Woof. this is like, I don't even know. Think about it. They was... had all the resources. They had all the resources. <laughs> and that's what they did. Is this like a make-a-wish thing? Like, <laughs> I don't want to make fun of it because it's so bad, but like Jenny, maybe it's like the, some I mean, tragic could... something, and like this was like the last thing that someone created, and I I don't know. It's hard to say. I do want to say that there are so many comments now. Something I never considered about my website songmeanings.com is like songs that were peak popularity that were not new metal at this time and what the comments there look like and taking a little dive into these creed comments was a bit wild there was one though that i liked and what i just thought was perfect from ever dark and yes. they say this is the most painful song i've ever heard i always think of my ex-girlfriend and the way she would look at me in my truck at night when i took her home her eyes would shine and she looked so beautiful and I think that it, that actually kind of drove home this point for me that these songs are like about people that I don't usually consider having feelings, having feelings, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like a person who almost runs me over with their truck, you know, I never consider maybe they're thinking about their ex-girlfriend's eyes shining on the side of their like silverado like i don't think about that i'm just like god you're killing the world stop running me over my 10 year old focus it was Ugh. weird to listen to this song i will say but you know it's hard to come real hard at creed after spending what's it been almost five years now creeping up yeah like i don't know i've only every time i go to throw a what is it, like throwing rocks in a glass house or whatever yes eh, you know <laughs> i'm not gonna do that but it, it was not <laughs> something that i will return to <laughs> no not at all uh matt any final thoughts on creed nope okay all right well we're not done <laughs> putting you through it just yet uh up next we've got yanking out my heart by nickelback (laughs) one two punch yeah it's all right Yeah. 
Johnny Rock and Roll. Oh. Johnny Rock and Roll. Long you got time. two winners in a row right there, my friend. Wow, wow. Johnny Rock and Roll. I, I wanted to ask you real quick. You um you've been rocking that ponytail for a long time, my friend. And oh, you mean my love tail? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we wanted to Jenny and I wanted to talk to you about that. Um Yeah, let's talk about it. I, I think you need to to cut it. Um, because it's gross, and also you gotta stop calling it a love tale. Um, it's really just <laughs> hey, offending man. everybody. You call it that, I call it what I want to. Because when I'm listening to good time rock and roll like that, woo! Is your uh, band still do every fourth Saturday at Chatters? We can't stop now. COVID's got us a little down. I'm not gonna lie, mm-hmm. we're a little down. But Johnny Rock and Roll doesn't care. No. Uh, we got, uh, you know, I've got Uncle Terry on bass guitar. He's rocking New Monarchs, friends. So we're uh, we're ready. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your band, Johnny Rock and Roll. Is it true that it is it's still entirely made up of cousins and uncles? Is that true? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. And you're doing mostly covers, but some originals? Well, here's the deal. We, we open up with a heater from Bob Seger. Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay, we, of course. Yep, and then we roll, we slow it down for the ladies. A little desperado by the Eagles. You slow it down on track two. Yeah, you coming? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you've never had pussy before. Yeah, yeah buddy. <laughs> wow. And track three, if I'm not mistaken, that's "Crazy Bitch" by Buck Cherry. Is that right? That is correct. You know what rock and roll sounds I've, like? You know, I've seen you more times than I'd like to admit. Oh, Jenny, you're supposed to be on my side, not on Johnny Rock I, and Roll's I was side. Wi- making sure my mom didn't get too wild after work. Uh, Look, you guys are cool cats, and I know that as a fact. Oh, thank and if you. you guys ever want to come to Chatters as my guest, I can get you bypassed that $5 cover charge, and I can put you on the guest list. Let me just tell you what, if you want to come up and sing on mic during Moni Moni, <laughs> I think I can make that happen. Hey, you All never right. know. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny Rock and Roll. Thank you. Um, rock and Roll lives. So my main note is that if there's ever a debate on who is better, air quotes, Creed or Nickelback, I think Nickelback is clearly better, right? This is This is... A better experience and i mean if we're like comparing creed and nickelback on the scorpion king soundtrack which <laughs> obviously is a classic debate lots of people have had <laughs> oh it's <laughs> real ross rachel situation <laughs> totally yeah. totally i'm nickelback in this situation and i'm rachel <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> true yeah it, it's funny is that it just made me think like yeah i guess this is what this is the the Nickelback have the two modes. They're these upbeat sort of rock bops, and then they're the mopey look at this photograph type things. And those that's it. That's Nickelback speed. And I don't love it. This one, I don't I don't know what it is. There's I don't know if it's his voice 
or just sort of some sort of like Nickelbackian intangible I can't place. Because when this started, I was like, all right, we're upbeat. Definitely coming off the Creed song. I was glad that it was done. So maybe it's the proximity to Creed. I wonder if I place this in some other place. My feelings would be different. But coming off the Creed, I just felt better. But about halfway through it, I remember thinking like, this is uh, this still isn't good. But I guess it's better than what was. Faint praise, if at any. I'm going to rest on what we said at the beginning of the show. Like what you like. But I know that this wasn't for me. <laughs> hey. That's fair. Won't be the first time Chad Kroger but said it, that. But if fucking um, Never Made It As A Wise Man comes on, Johnny Rock and Johnny Rock and Roll is singing it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My Listen. hands are going up. Get me, get me in, get me into that club. What's it called? Chatters. Oh yeah, Chatters. the talk of the town. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even put that together. Uh, Songmeanings.com. Chef's kiss to the talk of the town. By the way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> truly, chef's kiss to Chatters. Uh, Songmeanings.com. Uh, we've got some, we got some Nickelback fans in here who are just going wild. I think this is supposed to be Canadian crazy girl, CDN crazy girl, who said. Is it only me, or does it seem like Chad has been in a lot of bad relationships? I thought I was the only one with bad luck. This is another great song, no surprise. And I really don't think that they can write a bad song. I'm a little surprised that no one else has commented, though. Mm. I want to revisit one line of that Mm. comment. Yes. I thought I was the only one with bad luck. Only one. Like, you've consumed any media. Have you ever met another person? (laughs) Possibly not. I guess, yeah. If I may revisit a line from this comment as well, Jenny, I I really don't think that they can write a bad song. This person (laughs) has never been outside. (laughs) They're inside, having nothing but bad luck, only listening to Nickelback, Perhaps the only music they've ever heard. Yeah. They think they can't write a bad song. Maybe they took that as a challenge. <laughs> They're like, I'll fucking show you. Yeah. I'll write some bad songs. Uh, there's one other comment I like. It's from Ozone Thief who said, I love sarcasm and reverse psychology. He sings this song like he's grateful for being shit on. Mm. <laughs> hey, you big fan of uh, reverse psychology? No. (laughs) Well, I've got a song for you. I just like the idea of him, Ozone Thief, hitting play on yanking out my heart and listening to it and going, oh, hey, hey, guys, guys, he's being sarcastic. He doesn't, he doesn't want his heart yanked out. He's, he's kidding. No. He so doesn't. He doesn't mean. I'm a big fan of sarcasm. Big fan. That's why I have a poster of it in my room. I love it. This is great. He doesn't want it. Are you guys getting this? Are you picking this oh, up? Oh, are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. Wow. Uh, all right. Oh, okay. Right. Let's get back on the rails. Let's get back on the rails. <laughs> Up next, we've got Losing My Grip by Hoobastank. 
feel like we just listened to this one. No, Matt. This was a bonus track on Hoobastank, self-titled, that we did not listen to. To save for the Scorpion King! All right. Matt, you got to get to the chorus. You got to get that chorus because I'm gonna. I don't want to surprise you, but it might just be Money in the Bank. Oh, it's Hoobastank. Y'all see Pam at Hoobastank last night? Uh, Team Fries, Bud Light, arms up. Let me tell <laughs> she you. She wasn't drinking the beer or eating the fries. It was like she was taunting us with them. <laughs> taunting us. <laughs> taunting us. This was all right. All I could think in tying into the movie is that Matthias is often holding on to things, dangling off of things, and the possibility of him losing his grip is very probable. That's the best I could do. Hmm. The section of the soundtrack, if you were to listen to the soundtrack before watching the movie, it would lead you to believe that there was like some sort of like romantic turmoil. And there's absolutely not. There's no time for that. There's like one quick implied bone, another bone threat. The Again, my favorite part of the movie, the made up myth about losing your powers. I wish I had thought of that, you know, (laughs) but... It's a little too late. Uh, (laughs) But hell, if I come back in another life, I'm going to try to remember that one. But yeah, these songs, like, I think maybe the closest would be like, I don't know. He's going to fall off the side of the building, losing his grip. But these songs are all just so emotional and relationshipy, according to the comments in songmeetings.com. Oh, man. The comments in song meetings, let me tell you, I did not expect this level of intensity for a Hoobastank Lucy. I mean, people are talking about how this relates to their own personal relationships. And, and there's a comment from DJ Emolicious who says, OMG, how can there not be 3,000 comments on this song? It's mm-hmm. one of the best Hoobastank songs. It's such a deep song. This guy can't let go of this girl. He can't loosen his grip. It's tearing him up. Deep-ish right there, yo. DJ Emolicious. I don't think you're wrong. But then we got a comment. And I got to tell you, I always wondered just who's coming to songmeetings.com in in the early 2000s. What are they doing? Why are they there? What are they looking for? And I learned something with this comment from the commenter. I know I'm so pathetic. This song is awesome. I haven't heard it yet. The music but the lyrics and the storyline behind them are truly deep and hit right at home. What? This person is like, read these lyrics, this song rules. Don't know what it sounds like as music, but as lyrics on a page, one of the best songs. There you go. Hey, 
I don't care when I'm listening to a song. I don't care about music. (laughs) (laughs) Truer words never spoken. Truer words. All right. All right. Up next, we've got Only the Strong by our boys in Flaw. this one. Oh yeah yeah this is uh this is from through the eyes uh which is in the canon production by our boy dave bottrell and uh fine work still by the uh, the kings of louisville and i think this works very well with the scorpion king only the strong survive implied implied true implied survival true and uh yeah Makes total sense. If I'm putting together the Scorpion King soundtrack and I'm looking strictly at song titles and I see only the strong, I'd be like, that's all we got in this movie. Strong people, glistening muscles. Oh, my Lord. Everybody, everybody's oiled up in this <laughs> oh movie. Oh, my God. Yes, they really are. The oil budget on this movie through the roof. They if were any- like everyone feast your eyes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like there is a snack for everyone in this film. Yeah, it, it, if any if at any point someone were to grab someone else, they would just slip off them because they're <laughs> all just greased up. Uh the rock is constantly finding reasons to remove what little <laughs> shirt he has on. Yes. Uh, he's, there's yeah. at one point where he gets slashed by a scimitar and it's only to remove the suspenders he's wearing. Yeah. Yeah. Feast your eyes, like I said. Oh, Jenny, Jenny is yeah. is a uh, is the Rock your kind of guy or no? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. But like, I get it. Like, no, I he's a little cartoonish for me. I would okay, say. all right, fair enough, fair enough. Who's more? Who's more your speed? Who's your celeb? Who's your celeb crush then? Uh, I don't know. I have to think about it. Nobody comes to mind immediately. Okay. I'm a it, Helen Mirren guy myself. Oh, uh, Matt. Uh, you and Mirren, man. Oh, this, this Matt is this huge Helen Mirren fan. The first time I met Matt Nas, people don't know this. The first time I met Matt Nas, I was walking into a screening of The Queen. He's walking out. I go, how was that? And he goes, Helen Mirren's in it, son of a bitch. And I was like, whoa. Yep. The first time I met Matt. <laughs> I huge in the bathroom. He was he jacked into the bathroom. And then I came back in and I watched it again. He watched it again. And That's what a like, mirrorhead I am. Huge mirrorhead. Super nuts. And I was okay. like, wow. Yeah. I, I mean I, I can't I can't compete with that. I mean, I my 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 thing though is that I'm a be, I'm a big denture. 
You know, that's what we call yeah, Judy Dench true. fans. Huge Judy Dench fan. <laughs> can't get enough of Judy Dench. You know, Shakespeare in Love, she's in it for 10 minutes. I've like in the theater, her scenes end, and I'm like, rewind the movie. And everyone's like, you can't rewind a movie in the theater. And I said, that you can rewind it. Let's watch more Dench. And they kicked me out. They kicked me out. But you know what? I just bought it and watched it at home. I'm a denture. I'm a denture. All right. Hardcore denture. Um, so yeah. Save just, us, Jenny. What's the uh, next? <laughs> I was just trying to think of. I don't really like. I don't know. I don't. I guess like it just doesn't occur to me when I watch things. But I did remember that I think uh, Lakeith Stanfield is very handsome. So okay. There we go. We got it. All right. It. There <laughs> we, we go. It. We got it. All right. Up next, we've got Ironhead, Rob Zombie featuring Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, that sounds like a Rob Zombie song. There is a debate in the comments on songmeanings.com on whether or not Ozzy is a plus or a minus on this song. It is a house divided. Some people are like, Ozzy's a legend. He only makes this song better. Other people are like, get this guy out of here. I just want pure, uncut Rob. Where do you stand? It's Ozzy. They're using Ozzy as a spice in this song. We can't go wrong. With a little Ozzy. They're not overdoing the Ozzy. I agree. I think he's the perfect spice in this song. Jenny, was Ozzy perfect spice for you as well? Yeah. Ozzy was fine spice. I had people were saying the song would have been cooler without Ozzy. No, it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been. You're wrong. You're it's wrong. Rob Zombie going, yeah. <laughs> You're right. That'd be cooler. What? Yeah. Come on. Come on. This one had more new metal vibes than I expected with all the um, there's some chuggy riffs and some scratching going on. That surprised me. This is from Rob's second solo record, The Sinister Urge, which had just come out the previous November. And they were like, pop this bad boy up on Scorpion King. So they come and peep the rest of this record. This did make me think when I was reading the track listing that we were going to get someone with an iron head in this movie and we don't. No. So, just no. so you know. Sorry, buddy. Just so you know. No iron heads. No monsters in this movie, Jenny. I thought there'd be some monsters. So did I, but this they were like we don't need this. We're not doing We're not doing this. So, 
Yeah, especially since we're coming off of the mummy, which is full of monsters and, you know, I guess ghosts of some kind. Um, I mean, have you guys seen The Mummy 3, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor? No. I've no. never seen a mum. Oh, okay. Well, the third mummy movie is the is the one that people think the least of because they couldn't get Rachel Wise to come back, so they had to replace her with Maria Bello which turns into a little quick joke they do at the beginning of the movie to explain away the recasting. Jet Lee is the bad guy in it, though, and he's amazing. But the key to the movie, you guys, one word, Yeti. Well, now you have my attention. That's right. They go to the Himalayas, and they run into some Yetis. And there is a football gag with the Yetis. It tickled my heart so much that when I found this movie used for like $2 to buy, I said, absolutely, I will add this movie to my collection just for this Yeti gag that warmed my heart all those many years ago. Wow. Yeah. So. Maybe this weekend calls for a mummy marathon for me. It, It might be. Mummy marathon. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Rob did a great job. Perfect spice of the Aussie. But yeah, maybe, you know what? More monsters. Could have used some more monsters. I guess I guess that's my one critique. It's clipping, but maybe you could have clipped through some monsters in the Scorpion King. Just saying. True. All right. Up next, we've got My Life by 12 Stones. Twelve Stones, not a band we've covered so far. We have not covered Twelve Stones. From what I could glean from their Wikipedia, they have uh, a new metal tag, but they are also largely considered a Christian band, well, a Christian post-grunge band. They're still around. Oh. Jenny, there's Twelve Stones. Yes. <laughs> you can't you can't get rid of those. You're like are all the stones twelve. gone? There's 12 of them. So they're very hard to get rid of. There's always one more. You're like my shoe is bugging the shit out of me cuz there's 12 stones in it. You're not getting rid of these boys. This was this was fine. It had a little bit of new to it, but it does have a guitar solo, which I think tips it a little out of the new. This was on their self-titled album which came out a month after this album. So this was this was them attempting to set the stage for the 12 Stones takeover. You know. Yeah. Cuz well, nothing says nothing says confidence like track 10 on the Scorpion King soundtrack. Well, in their defense, maybe. Um 
Sully Erna did say that when he was approached to do um, this song for the movie, that he was able to turn the people putting together the soundtrack onto some up and coming bands. So I'm going Ooh. to guess that's where the, the 12 stones connection came in. When, I'm, when I'm comfortable s- guessing that too. When you say it like that, it makes me feel like they're putting together the soundtrack and it's just a bunch of stuffy suits in an office, a bunch of movie people. They don't know anything about rock and roll, man. <laughs> hey, yeah, no, they don't, bro. Yeah. And then Sully Erna walks in. No shirt, vest. Lots He's of eyebrow piercings. Tons of eyebrow piercings. More piercing than eyebrow. His hand is swollen from being stung by a scorpion. Mm. He's and deciding not well. to, to He's walk not well. at him. He's like, they're like, do you need to go to a hospital? And he said, like, no, 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 no. We no, got a no, meeting. No, no. I'm a man of my word. <laughs> you said 11 a.m. on a Tuesday. Here I am. I'm not the one who's so far away. Mm, <laughs> no. True, true, true. 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 And, and yeah, and he tuned, he tuned him in, he turned him on. 12 stones and i guess a couple other bands we still have to get to on this record because when they were making this soundtrack somebody probably said what are we thinking 11 songs 12 songs and so they went keep going 13 keep going for 14 keep 15 group 16 and then he passed out because the poison had finally reached his brain and he had passed out. And then they took him to the emergency room. And then somebody said, do we have to still do 16 tracks? And they were like, if that dude wakes up and finds out we did less than 16, it's going to be bad news. Yeah. So here we and are, 16 he, tracks. And when he wakes up, he says, sweet 16. <laughs> That's right. So you had to do it. There was no choice. Absolutely. But that means that we have to get through about six more songs so we That's better right. we better do this shit uh let's do it let's do all it. right up next we've got along the way my mushroom head I'm pretty sure the guys in Mushroom Head got to see a preview of the Scorpion King. Oh, yeah. And were inspired. This thing is talking about sand. We're talking about sucking out venom. I will suck the venom from you if you do the same. Suck the venom from me. Mm. The desert between us. The war you wage. They're talking about this movie now the only difference is that as we've mentioned the scorpion king 
it is clipping, it is moving. Mushroom head. They're always good. This is a three. Uh, this song is three minutes and seventeen seconds long, according to what's on the internet. The experience of listening to the song, I, I don't know if I believe it's three minutes and seventeen seconds. Feels longer. Jenny, thoughts on along the way? I was most curious about your reaction to it, Lauren. Um, it, it indeed is for the movie, and it's it's a wild ride. And I, it, it fits the vibe of the film, I'll say. It does. It does. You know what? It's not the worst thing I've heard from Mushroom Head, but it is another one of those things where I was just like, you guys, can we just rock for just a goddamn just a minute? Goddamn minute. Can I rock, please? Can I just rock and... I know, baby. Come on. Johnny Rock and Roll gets it. He gets it. Catch me a chatter. Man, let me tell you, if I want to get a double COVID infection, I'm definitely heading over to Chatters. Yeah, that's, you know. Oh, I don't... you did no masks, no, no problem. I, this is not Drink surprising. specials all night long. We got a hilarious one called the COVID. Get this. Oh, no. It's served with a mask over it. He got it. Take the mask off to enjoy it. <laughs> oh my I have God. no concept of empathy or 200,000 people dying. That's I a... am a fucking monster who's dead inside. Yes, that's Wayne Road north of Ford. <laughs> so, Kitty Corner from the Westland Mall, you'll find the gem of Westland. Chatters the talk of the town. <laughs> I'm having a hard time dealing with my own mortality. Hey. Uh, Johnny Rock and Roll, just remember that you may die, but rock and roll lives forever. That's right, and it never forgets. What sweet yeah. solace. What sweet solace. Um, all right. Up next, we've got Breathless by Lifer. Son, where'd you find these? In an apple driving down the street. DJ Worm. Uh, Mega Mix. Richard Scary. Nice drop. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wrote my notes. Good to hear from DJ Worm again. Uh, We covered this song when we did Lifer's self titled album. I don't know how this one really ties in to the movie no one's really ever running out of breath there are no worms just ants true 
I don't think a worm would fare well in the desert. I don't either. That's a good point. That's a good point. I'm always looking out for the welfare of worms. Mm, always. Just know that about me. Yeah. So I think this is another one where Sully was like, you know, I mean, his hand is infected. It's it's probably dripping some sort of pus from the wound. And he's like, have you guys heard Lifer? And they're like, that looks really bad. He's like, no, no, get Lifer on the soundtrack. Scorpions can't hurt me and Scorpion King. Okay. All right. We'll put Lifer on there. Just stay with us. Just stay with us. All right. Up next, we've got Corrected by Seven Dust. Now, I do have a uh, question before we play this song. Yeah. How respectful of our time is this uh, soundtrack? This soundtrack comes in at one hour and 41 seconds. So, TBH. So long. It's long. But for 16 it, tracks. Hold it. There's 16 tracks? Yes, yeah. Matt. Well, guys. Bad news. <laughs> I've only got 13 of these motherfuckers. <laughs> I was like, home stretch, an hour 45. Look at us land in this plane. You're like, what's this sweet 16 joke? No, no, Matt. There are 16 tracks. Oh, oh, cool. I'll work to find the other ones while we listen to Corrected. Seven Dust mean business here. All right. They're locked and loaded. They're ready to go. They got a song that I think could tie in lightly to the Scorpion King. Sun going down. I think your life is over. Left to bleed alone. Mm. I think this could all tie into what Matthias is going through in regards to most of his people being killed. And, and I think a lot of people just saying the Acadians, they're done. Forget about it. But by the end, they will be corrected. That's right. There's going to be at least, I don't know, one more. 
Because he's going to have a baby. He's probably going to have a baby with the goddess. Oh, I don't know if you can put that on them. They just started their relationship. He's a king. Yeah, but they had sex in the past before condoms. I mean, come on. True. It's 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 happening. One and done. That's powerful. That's a powerful load. That is how babies are made. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) One and done rock sperm just... Yeah. Talking yeah. about the scorpion king. He's a scorpion king. Right? Yeah. It'll sting that egg. Okay, yes. Yeah. It does yeah. sting the egg. His sperms look like little scorps. <laughs> they just. <laughs> oh, oh my well. God. To be stung by a sperm. No thanks. <laughs> no, <laughs> no thanks. No thank you. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> only one comment on songmeanings.com uh, that I enjoyed was from Commenter7 who said, this song is off the Scorpion King soundtrack of 2002. I think it's about how a girl broke up with him without any warning and how she blames him for something that he was quite happy with. Mm, that sounds like a little bit of a projection to eh, me. A but... little bit. little bit, Seven. Did you do something that you were pretty pleased with and someone said, nah, you got to go. It could be. Matt. Any luck on finding the other songs from the Scorpion King soundtrack? You know I got you covered, baby. Yeah! Let's go. Very good. All right. Up next, we've got Burn It Black by Injected. Rock and roll! Johnny, rock and roll! Scorchers, we gotta learn this one. Yeah. So, okay. Before we talk about this song, I want to tell you about the utter shock of reading this band Injected's Wikipedia. And this is the first line in this Wikipedia. Again, if you're not sitting down, I implore you to do so. Injected was an American rock band inspired by acts such as Helmet, Refused, and Quicksand. No, they weren't. What? What? Like, maybe they <laughs> were inspired to start a band by them, but they're Not music. according to that song. <laughs> like, what? I guess those were three CDs in my friend's car like, that inspired me. That is like saying this this podcast was inspired by Helmet Refusing. Ballhouse. New Order. Yeah. Well, I read that and I was like, no, they weren't. <laughs> this is wrong. Citation <laughs> needed. Uh, that, I got to tell you, that is, wow. That is, that is an incredible reach. Believe it or not, this is on the long list. Really? This was suggested to us a little while ago, and I did put it on the long list, but I hadn't heard a, a, a note of it. And now I'm, 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 I gotta tell you, if, if that's what it says for their inspired by, then I, I kind of gotta cast aspersions on, on their 
tags if they have a new metal tag. Do they have a new metal tag? Uh, you know what? I <laughs> my shock caused me to close the tag. <laughs> oh wait, so let me pull I got it, it here. Up. I got it up here. Okay. The alternative rock, hard rock, post grunge, new metal. So it's the last. It's the last tag here. I don't know, you guys. I don't know. This is record came out in 2002, so it's well into the come down. The genre tags for the album are hard rock, alternative metal, post grunge, and new metal. New metal's third. I don't know. Based on this? Based on this. Hey, I don't want to be injected again. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I got to say, looking at these song titles, I mean, there's one song that's called Miss Fortune, and that's MS period I'm talking about I see I'm talking about that lady is she lucky or not I don't know I don't know I feel like what it should say is that Injected is influenced by pictures of Guns N' Roses and the first Black Crows album I feel like that would be a more accurate description well once we get there in the long list maybe we'll submit we'll find out maybe yeah Maybe you know what? Maybe there's some injected fans right now, just like how dare you? Oh yeah, how just dare fuming. you? And that's yeah. okay. You're allowed you. to be upset with us. Respectful disagreement. Yeah, we said it from the beginning. That's totally but, fine. But if you think this any of that sounds like the shape of punk to come, <laughs> that is incorrect. I'm going to have to say, you okay? You okay over there? <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. Did Sully write that description while coming down from Scorpion Poison? Because then it makes total sense. Yeah. Maybe you know? he had like burned CDs and like wrote the wrong bands on, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's possible. Yeah. That's possible. Oh, or like it's a, like it's a Napster 99-2000 totally. Oh, that's it. Oh, mm-hmm. there is a song that I insisted was built to spill for a really long time that is not and i got into like an embarrassing argument about it with sweet mitchell and he was like trying to be nice and i was like it's built to spill i've had these cds for 15 fucking years <laughs> he was being very polite and i was wrong I was and that's wrong. when jenny that's when jenny found out all about r&b star keith sweat yeah i really thought built to spill was keith sweat it's like, don't what you a... just want to, don't you just want to bone when you listen to Build to Spill? <laughs> and he's spill. like, no, what? Wait, what? Nobody what song? Does. I'm like, oh, it's just like, it's just hot, you know? And he's like, what? Sweet R&B <laughs> rhythms of Built to Spill. Yeah. <laughs> when you want to get that lady going, put on a little Built to Spill. <laughs> yeah, that's my sex playlist. It's just Built Lube her up. It's Built to <laughs> Spill. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think spilling, bro? Oh, oh, yeah, there you, you go. You build it that way, it's going to spill, bro. True. True, true, true. Lay down a tarp, it's built to spill. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Ugh. We've got two Next songs left. Song. Let's do this before we really... I mean, <laughs> God bless all of you for staying with us so far. Yeah, um, thank you. Up next, we've got 27 by Breaking Point. Well, it's trapped up inside you <laughs> There's no peace There's no hope Well, it's trapped up inside you Well, come this way 
the marathon is almost over. 16 tracks is a lot of tracks, guys. It's a long It's a long. I might soundtrack. be at my breaking point. There it is. Wow. 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 Well, breaking wow. point. This band, I gotta Sights. say. Yeah, no. They don't they didn't come at me in the same way that Dave Injected Brubeck. Did. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Monica. And, and again, surprisingly Bauhaus. Yeah. Still Bauhaus. So this band, they have a song that was used for the theme song for Rob Van Dam. Toured with Creed Frontman Scott Stapp. And the guitarist of this band, Justin Reimer, has been performing as a member of 12 Stones. Wow. Connect the dots. Connect the dots. Connect the dots. This one, lyrically, ties into the movie with the lyric, there's no peace, there's no hope. It's very true. Mm. Because Memnon is not looking to have any treaties. He is looking to simply crush all covers and we didn't really talk about it too much but jenny you did touch on it in your in your uh, quick summary of the movie peter fascinelli is in this movie and he sucks he's good but his character sucks has he ever not sucked in a movie when i see his face i'm immediately like fuck you motherfucker i mean he's always just this guy who's just like ah like he does a good job but he always plays somebody who sucks. Yeah. He's that's always just like, he's, yeah. He's probably the sweetest man. Oh, just the nicest boy. Absolutely. But yeah, in this, I was just like, he's a, he sucks. He kills his own dad. Meanie. And, and not only does he kill his own dad, he carries his head around like whatever. He's like, yeah, chop, chop my dad's head off. So, uh. I'm going to be part of. And then he's like bragging about it to these girls who do not care. Like I said, props to those girls. They do not care. They're like, we can see through you. You suck. Peter Fascinelli, very effective piece of shit in The Scorpion King, which kind of mentioned. What a, that movie just clips. It just clips. Clips, clip, 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 clip. Clip, clip, clips. Yeah. This didn't feel very new metal. If I were to say that this sounds like it's influenced by anything, it sounds like it was influenced by jumping a bike off of a ramp. There you go. All right. We have made it to our destination. We are on our final track. This is a song called Glow by Cold Chamber. And what you feel now is coming. 
So we've uh, covered this song before. This is uh, off of Dark Days uh, by Cold Chamber, which came out in May of 2002. So this was, in a lot of places, everybody's first taste of that new Cole. Tacked at the very end of the Scorpion King soundtrack. Interesting placement. Interesting placement. Uh, Tying into the movie, I guess... Maybe there were some glowing things at a certain point, but honestly, less magic than you would expect. And as I said, no monsters. I mean, the song is good. I liked it on Dark Days. I like it here. Jenny? It's a fun, raucous fighting song. And I know that we read this when we talked about Dark Days, but we have to read this comment from songmeetings.com again. At least I feel we do. So we're going to. Earth or Tom says, or Earth... Earth or Torn, I don't know who said it, whoever it was, said, the song is about Dez telling somebody that nothing can kill him. Also, that if you want something bad enough, then go out and work for it. <laughs> go out and work for hey, it. Those hey, those messages. <laughs> you know nothing what? can kill me. And also, you know what? Whatever you want, you just got to try real hard, bud. If that isn't the message of The Rock, I am unbeatable, also work hard. There you go. That's I'm unbeatable it. because I work hard. I'm wow. working hard. All yeah. right. I work out. I get up at two o'clock in the morning. I lift three tons and then I eat 800 pancakes. Mm. And then apparently films a movie. I don't know how he has time. I don't know any of the, whenever they hear these celebrity workouts, I'm like, when do you have the time to make the movies? When? Sounds like he's just working out all the time and eating and eating. Don't understand. Anyway, off track. Matt. Any thoughts on Glow? No. All right. I mean, okay. Cold Chamber's not my favorite. I think we, that's established. Uh, one day, Matt. I actually am not too invested in you getting into Cold Chamber, but I am invested in you getting into Godsmack, and that I'm not giving up on yet, baby. Well, well final episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's it. That's the Scorpion King soundtrack, everybody. All 16 tracks, as demanded by a weary and hallucinating Sully Erna. And uh, now it's the part of the show where we talk about cannon talk. Uh, you know, this is a, a pretty good soundtrack. I thought it had a decent amount of exclusives mixed with some deep cuts. It plays more like a mixtape than I expected. I came into this thinking that maybe we would all be wooed by a standalone for the canon. Clearly, I'm by myself, and that's fine. Mm. That's fine. But... We are all, I believe, united in that the I Stand Alone video must go into the new metal junk drawer. Without a doubt. All right. 100%. Jenny, thoughts on Scorpion King soundtrack? Loved watching Scorp King. Bopped right through the soundtrack. Even the songs that I didn't like were fine. Canon worthy. I think there are what what is canon worthy to me on the soundtrack already lives in the canon. But I really enjoyed listening to it and watching it. Matt Nas. I think Jenny nailed it. The songs that are in the canon already are in there for a good reason. Is this like a junk drawer thing of a primer? Like a, a new metal get ready kit? I don't know. There's 
a lot of filler on this. 16 tracks is a lot of tracks, but I mean, in 2002, this probably ran you a sweet $9.99 at Best Buy, and that's a lot of entertainment for uh, an hour, so can't be too mad at it. But there's a lot that I would have just instantly skipped, so no canon. There you have it, Matt. But a quick question. Yep. Oh, yeah, Matt. What about the movie? Is the movie new? I was thinking about this. It is new in the sense that it is just this big, dumb, macho thing that just kind of clips and is fun. It has a sense of humor about itself. If this movie were a new metal band, I'd say it's probably Limp Bizkit. Sometimes it's a little bit hard for me to disambiguate if something is new metal or if something is just like from 2001, you know, <laughs> like because we don't get a ton of new in it. I don't know if I'd consider it to be new metal, but it certainly gave me feelings of the time. What do you think, Lauren? Yeah, you know, I think the thing about it is that it's not complicated in the ways that I feel like if you were to attempt to make something like the Scorpion King now, there would be, for one, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't clip along. I feel like that's like almost impossible. Like, I feel like if you get an action movie that's like clipping along, that doesn't, isn't weighted down with some extra plot or, or attempts to be like, this movie's not about anything. It's the mo this movie's sole purpose was the rock wants to be in an action movie. Okay, great done. But it has no greater like, significance on current events i mean this could came out in 2002 you you, you would not know that like 9-11 happened or something like that but i feel like any action movie that comes out you know now is you know going to have some sort of tie-in to current events even if it takes place you know 10,000 20,000 years ago or something like that in that way it's it's sort of unassuming in, in a way, I guess, that some new metal can be. But I, I don't know. It, it doesn't feel quite one-to-one. -one. And like Jenny said, the fact that there's no new metal actually in the movie is only tacked onto the sound, uh, onto the, onto the uh, closing credits. Yeah, that leads me to think it maybe is, is not so much. Had to ask. Had to ask. We appreciate it. All right. And that's, that's the episode. Thank you so much for listening. New Movie Month continues next week. Another movie, another soundtrack. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt. Matt. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. Bye.